Hi, my name is PK from Almost Inevitable Design, and this is a $2.4 million podcast where we talk about web design, web development, and WordPress. Just a heads up, might be using a bit of profanity at times, which is why I checked on the explicit tag. If you're enjoying this podcast, I'd appreciate it if you left me a good rating on iTunes and Spotify, and if you have any questions, feel free to come down to almostinevitable.com and leave me a comment. Also, if you have any friends who need to hear this shit, go ahead, recommend it, and share it. Okay, we are up to episode 39. 039. 39. Title is That Was Just Your Life. It is a Metallica song from their album Death Magnetic. And it is the first song, first track off of that album. Now, Metallica. After um, Saint Anger, I don't even have fucking Saint Anger in my Metallica album list. When did Saint Anger come out? Is a uh, I don't even fucking remember. Um, let's see. I'm I'm just tapping to go to. Let's see. All right, there you go. Saint Anger is 2003. So yeah, um, Death Magnetic came out in 2008, and from 2003 to 2008. I guess they had sort of um, dark times because we all saw the St. Anger documentary. I don't know. I have. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good documentary. It's, um, it, talks, it really goes into how the band sort of went through a renaissance, like how they discovered to be better functioning humans, you know? So there's a lot of um, inner demons that they fought and sort of um, purged. So they they became a much stronger band, and they also hired a new bassist for that at that time. And um, after that, it was like five years in two thousand eight. Death Magnetic came out, and I remember when I bought the CD. Um, the CD was really cool because it had like cutouts, so the 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 coffin would be a cutout, and you'd get layers of that, and um, I was working at an office. I was teaching at that time, um, lecturing instructor. I don't know teaching. And um, one of the other instructors asked me because they also liked rock a little bit. And they're like, "Is it good?" And they're like, oh, "Let me listen." And the first song, the first song off that album, this song, that was just your life, just started. And it start with, starts with a really slow build up. And I'm like, "All right, all right, come on, get, let's, let's let's see what happens." And then. It just went off. It was good. And then you get Kirk Hammett's solo. It's back. Kirk Hammett was back. And it was so good. It's just like goosebumps all over. Just because this, this song, like it's like re- real return to form for me. And then after this is Hardwired. And Hardwired is also really good. So I, I really like this. I, and I, I, yeah. Anyways, that was, that was a few minutes of me talking about uh, Metallica. So, because we're on Metallica, we are going to talk about WooCommerce, and um, I think um, I think I'm trying to sort of wrap up WooCommerce at least for this streak, and maybe revisit it if I have something else to talk about. But for now, um, maybe one or two more episodes, but most likely not very many more to go. Uh, for this WooCommerce streak. I think I started off, all right, episode 27 is sad but true, 26, 25 is thing that should not be, 23 is creeping death. I think that's the first one. 
Nope, 21 is moth into a flame. So 21, how many is that? So 21, 23, I can't fucking count. 23, 25, 27, 9, 31, 33, 35, 37, 39. That's 10 episodes. Okay. Why am I so bad at math? Because I'm counting with my fingers right now. Because <laughs> it's every other number. Uh, so, yeah, that's 10 episodes of WooCommerce. That's a lot of episodes. That's like almost like 9 hours. Almost 10 hours of WooCommerce stuff. <laughs> so, this episode is... I, I have... I want to go into talking about a little bit about social marketing stuff. Not that I'm good at that or I know enough. Well, I, not not a little bit, but not that I I'm I consider myself as professional in that field as I am with like web development or uh, web design or, you know, graphic design or whatever, like the stuff that I do. But the social marketing stuff is a totally different market, totally different uh uh, job, but I do have some friends that I want to talk that about, talk to about, or learn from, and um, I, I am sort of trying to learn what's going on. And I have some articles that I want to discuss, so social marketing and um, SEO. I do know a little bit about SEO, not that I would want to get paid for that, I just don't, but I do know a little bit, and I do, I am taking like courses from Moz. So it's fun. Like it's there's a lot of things that I think I can talk about, not a lot, but maybe two or three episodes, maybe about SEO. And I have some really good song titles for that as well from different bands. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna talk about that. And after that, I think what I'm planning on doing is because right now um, there's been a really crazy couple weeks that I've gone through, and things are sort of sort of being becoming more manageable now. So once this, once this run of jobs sort of um, finalizes, I might be able to get into new projects that I've had in mind. And one of them is a video series on YouTube. So there's a couple things that I have to, that I want to do. And yeah, so um, it's good that I think I'm com sort of um, coming to the end of the WooCommerce run for now. For now, I mean, who knows, right? But. Let's get into this. <laughs> so so the reason why the title is That Was Just Your Life is not only because this is sort of like around the end, maybe it's the last one or maybe it's the penultimate, I don't know, but um, it will, it, it's, it not only is that episode, not ultimate or penultimate episode, it also, I think, sort of shows how... Um, because we want to talk about how uh, WooCommerce websites succeed or more likely fail, right? I say more likely fail is because they they do. There are a lot more that fail than succeed. And I think when I started this off, I guess this is like episode 21. Wow, that's like fucking, what? 19, 18 weeks ago. 18 weeks is like, how? how 18 times 5 by 4, 16, 4 months, 4 and a half months. Oh, I'm so good at math. So 4, four, and, a half, four and a half months ago. Uh, world has changed over that time. So 
Yeah, that was, those were different times. Those were when I would fucking walk to work or be or drive to work. Anyways, um, we're going to talk about websites dying. All right now. Remember how I said when I first started this that I've worked, I've made dozens of e-commerce websites all through WooCommerce. So I've had the pleasure, <laughs> the pleasure and privilege of working on a lot of stupid kooky projects. And after a year, now the reason why I say year is because um, domains.coms usually last a year and hosting if you buy it along with the .com usually last a year so after a year um, I don't I don't see many websites still around like just a simple number let's say uh, because I keep saying like I'm very vague with the numbers simply put maybe something like 40 websites I don't know 40 something websites probably something like that out of 40 websites I've seen if it's a company that already has enough cash flow for the uh, website to just be to just do its thing and not actually be like the next you know like how uh, websites like how people come to website they find the website they come to the website and they spend money on the website and that's how the company makes money like through organic marketing and organic sales or is it just a website if it's just a website that company has as a side thing where they have their business but they use that website as an augmentation of that business considering all that if you're if if they had a business and they're adding to that, those websites stay. Those websites are still around because they need that website. I don't know how much they're making off of it, but at least they have that website. But other people, people or small companies who have tried to come up with an idea of doing, of making websites, e-commerce websites, and thinking that that website will be like a new source of income, um, Let's say out of the 40 that I made, two, <laughs> you know, like I think two were f companies, like a jewelry company that I remember and a study group, study group, online study group lecture or something kind of company. I don't know if they still do work. Because that website has not had new posts up anytime in the last two years that I remember, but website is still up. <laughs> That's how low the bar is. If you're paying for, if they're still paying for hosting, oh no, that company actually built their own server with a computer. I don't know. I don't know. But websites e-commerce websites really really do not last um, because of all the stuff all the delusions that I talked about in the past I'll, I'll go over them I'll go over a few of them right now but we're gonna focus on only we're gonna focus on a couple for this one for this episode uh, but 
like the Wulusions that I called them a long time ago. Uh, I'll just go through some of them. Tier zero delusions. If you build it, they will come. People don't come. They don't find your website and just spend money on your website. Um, I'll market it once I'm finished. No, that's, that's definitely not going to fucking work. <laughs> build your audience before anything happens. And yeah, um, my friends will help with marketing with a shout out on their social media. Your friends are not in the same, are not the target demographic most likely. So it's, that's why, and also friends, friends are just useless if you're in this business. It just, the, yeah, they can get free things or they can either get free things or they're on Spotify, not sh Squarespace, or they're on Squarespace, not Spotify. Spotify is a music, music app. Um, yes, so yeah, friends don't help. Um, tier one delusions, being too specific, having too many rules of purchase, like, two for one or get this sock for free or get that for free, all that kind of shit. That just doesn't work. Um, tier two tier two delusions, next level. Like there's, I'm just going through the main delusions that I normally see right now. Uh, and that is trying to rank with, try, trying to rank in the SERP with general terms. Uh, SERP is search engine result page and um, trying to make a one-stop solution by getting all the vendors that you know, that's that's definitely not gonna work. That's not gonna work. <laughs> no, it's really hard to make that work. All right, you need an audience to actually, you need, you need to start with an audience. Uh, anyways, it's I've talked about that a lot in the past, so we, I'll, I'll leave that. I'm not gonna talk about that again now, but yeah, it's just, yeah. Um, I wonder which episode that was. I can find it, but yeah. Um, and tier three delusions. We are on tier three delusions. And I've sort of talked about that in, um, was it Train of Concept? No, Hardwired? Nope. Uh, Disposable Hero? No. Wherever I'm in Rome? Nope. Frayed Ends of Sanity. All right. Episode 31, I talked about trying to automate everything. And some people say I can't market this without a specific feature. Now, t some more tier three delusions is um, if I try hard enough, this website will succeed. And another one is um, thinking that they will scale instantly. Another is they will disrupt the market. Also, uh, lastly, is I'm going to hire people to do the work for me or hire people to get, do the sales for me on a commission. Okay, now, I'm going to go over them real quick just because um, there's more stuff that I want to talk about. I don't know. I'm just, I, I, I hope, I hope this, I don't know. We'll just see. I'll just keep talking. Um, I don't want to make this episode too long because I also have some other um, links that I want to talk about. And I do need to get back to work. So, yeah. Um, oh, 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 update before we get into the explanation of the well you know that yeah before we get into that um i have been invited to talk at uh to give a presentation and a q a at a online summit so i'm going to be doing that and once that is done i will it says that i own the content that i'm giving the presentation and stuff so i might post that somewhere um the presentation 
so you can see that I'll share that so yeah uh, but uh, that was that was a very um, very surprising email that I got and I'm very honored to be um, you know a contender and they yeah they offered the they offered a, a guest speaker position and I'm gonna do it so I will be giving a presentation sometime soon yay anyways so tier three delusion let's talk about that now I've seen a lot of people say that if they try hard if they put in a lot of effort that this website will succeed I've seen people say that a lot and it's a really nice sentiment but think about this how long can that go on without any fucking sales <laughs> you know without any sales you're making zero money you might have depends on what you're selling too like if you might have if you have clothes right if you have clothes um if if you're what if you're selling like hard hardware not hardware but hard, actual merchandise like products like tangible merchandise then you probably have that in a storage somewhere or in a box boxes everywhere you know and it's not selling it's not the products are not being shipped it is going to be disheartening you know think about how long you can keep that up do you think anybody not anybody many people can keep that up for a year and a lot of products after a year it's it's going to be useless you don't like clothes fashion no not after a year nobody's going to buy last year's stuff you know so um, let's say you have, um, what else can you sell? Cell phone cases? I don't know. Um, what else is something that you might, I don't know. What else can you sell? Uh, the world is not just clothes, I know, but I mean, like, food is not going to work. You know what? Yeah, anyways. So, I don't know. I don't know what you're going to sell. But food actually sells pretty well, I think. Uh, like local shops especially in the the current age of the pandemic a lot of shops a lot of food shops a lot of them like butcher uh butchers um fresh produce grocery shops and stuff they actually start a really small online store so people can just pay and they they'll just deliver it to your front door that kind of stuff if it's local and if it's shared enough on facebook it does sell i think and it works and a lot of people if it's especially if it's local you want to get you want to drive out there pick up some shrimp it's called prawn over here in australia but shrimp just buy a bag of shrimp and just put it on the barbecue you don't say no no australian actually says put another shrimp on the barbie they say put another prawn on the barbie it's a prawn over here <laughs> it's a yeah it's not shrimp. anyways um I just did that last week. That's, so if it's like fresh produce or fresh fresh foods, that sometimes works, right? Uh, but most of the online stores that you are asked to build, like if you're selling a book, books might be okay, but like clothes, I've seen a lot of clothes. Um, any kind of trinket, uh, toys, or whatever it is, furniture, 
maybe um, wine. If if you're not if you're not moving products, it's it's gonna not only is it disheartening, it's it's gonna lose its shelf life. You know, so you can't try hard. You can't put in the time to make it work. You know, you gotta know what the fuck you're doing. That's the most important thing. You gotta know what you're doing. All right. So what do they do? What do they do? They hire people. All right. They hire like an SEO expert. Fucking hell. SEO experts make no difference. All right. Why? All right. If you're an if you're an SEO person, you might be like, what the fuck? Fuck you. No. Fuck you because. Most of these products that people are selling, and I keep going back to clothes because that is one of the first pipe dreams that a lot of people have. They try to sell clothes, and I've seen at least. And other products, whatever it is, like let's say wine or, oh, I've seen, I've done wine, I've done furniture, I've done, I've helped work, work on a florist website they do well because it's local they actually have an audience uh, but if you're trying to sell online just to the world it just doesn't fucking work um, I'll just go with clothes okay now SEO for that what are you gonna do women's clothes right you're gonna do SEO for women's clothes no no you're you're not gonna, you're not gonna be in the top 10 pages on Google you're not going to be in the top 200 pages on Google. Seriously, you're not. So it doesn't work. All right. So you don't hire. So you don't hire an SEO specialist. What do you do? You hire someone else. You hire someone who does ads. That's probably, I think, the only way that you can actually get your brand, uh, your products, whatever it is, out there to the right people, so they will come find it. It's not going to be searched. It is not going to be searched. Okay. So. Um, you got to do that. Now, let's say you're hiring someone as opposed to you're trying hard. Okay. What happens if you try hard? Is that your job? No, it's, it was not your job. That was, it's not your job, right? So what do you do? You go online, you go look at YouTube, you go check out YouTube, you, you click on people's videos and you see, ah, oh. and those people who do the videos, they're not they explain how to get Instagram users, I mean, Instagram followers. A lot of the videos are doing that. Maybe, maybe some of them talk about how to target your ads for Facebook and Instagram. Maybe. Help, hopefully that helps. But that's not how that works. Like, you can target your ads, but do you really know your target market, your demographic? Most times, no. I would say no. You really... Like you build a product, you you set you want to sell the product. Do you really know? You should, but is that really the person who is gonna come in droves to buy your product? And not only do you have to test it out many different ways, you gotta look at the analytics, you gotta understand all of that, and then tweak it, keep moving forward, right? Should you be doing it, putting in the time, wasting time? to do that or should you hire someone? Now, if you hire someone, what do they do, <laughs> right? What do they do? They, and I've seen this happen so many times that it's just frustrating, they just throw a template at you. They take your ads, they just throw it into like a template and it just runs and then they charge you. And I've seen 
people who charge insane amounts of money for um, Facebook ads that I think really gets the client nowhere. And they charge like thousands of dollars a month to run two, three fucking ads. Like that is the best scam that I've seen in a long time. So does that work? No, right? So it's really hard. So ads are the way to work. I think it's ads are a better way of approaching this than um, oh, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, where you can actually target people as opposed to AdWords, all right? Now, do I like Facebook ads over Google ads? Yes. Why? Because Facebook ads target people. Instagram is the same thing, so I'm just going to put them together. Facebook ads target people. Google ads are there for people looking for stuff. They do help, but it's for if in this case, if it's like a, if it's supposed to be a type of fashion brand, we'll just go with that because that's the most common fashion brand, then, oh, I've done fucking, no, anyways, fashion brand, then targeted marketing, I think, is the best approach. It's going to take a lot of ads. It's going to take four or five ads that they're exposed to for them to even start clicking. Um, I've heard somewhere, I don't even know, I, I don't want to check, I don't care, but I've heard somewhere like it takes like six exposures for them to be um, clicking or something and yeah so it takes a lot of ads but do they target the right people are they actually sharing the analytics with you are they actually trying to find better market segments no most of them are not most of them are just happy to take your money and tell you it's a tough market and tell you that you got to keep paying for more ads and they say that they're doing great as long as just as long as people who are not necessarily your right demographic and as long as they come check the website click away in a minute not a minute that that lowers the bounce rate no they click away in like the second or two i've seen the analytics from these companies they their ads fucking suck it sucks does nothing i don't know how they have a business but a lot of these ads just just plain suck, right? So, all this together, if you think about it, if the shop owner tries hard, will it work? No, it will not work. So, do I just keep saying that is wrong? That is, there's no way out of it? Yeah, I could, but I think the best, you know what? I think there are more things I can talk about about WooCommerce. I'll probably make this more, make more episodes. Anyways, because I, I only got through one delusion <laughs> and it's only almost 30 minutes because I talked about other stuff. I'll maybe talk about one more. Uh, anyway, so what I think the best solution for those people should be is they find someone who is, who does not have that many clients and if they're going to be spending the same amount of money that a large agency does or on a large agency or the, the type of money that a large agency would charge, if they take just maybe half, not half, but two thirds or whatever, whatever kind of money, like proportionately small, but still significant enough for a freelancer to do, I think that's the best way.
and the freelancer if the freelancer is like does like hundreds of clients I don't think many people would because they'd be too busy but if it's like too many clients that's not good a handful of clients that they manage with passion and while being really transparent with the analytics is the most important thing people get like agencies I've seen the ones that the, the stupid shit ones that I've seen get really cagey about their analytics because they know it's not working they know it's not working like no ad campaign will just start you know bringing in the money it's not going to do that it will take time for it to pick up but if you do it for if you pay like thousands of dollars for a, a year and you get absolutely nothing that's not, <laughs> I mean, and then they're like and then you're like you know what I'm gonna take I want to see my analytics I'm gonna take my business somewhere else and, they're, and then they're like no and then they start closing like locking you out and everything like yeah that's a fucking scam business man so I, I think the best solution for a new business owner a new e-commerce shop owner to not fail within the first year is to start a social media campaign and try to target people that they think is their ideal demographic use a freelancer that doesn't have that many well I you know it's not taking advantage of them but pay them enough so they won't want to get more you know pay them a nice price a nice fee for them to really manage you in a very transparent way and then you can keep discussing new strategies it, because you at least know what you're trying to sell so they can come up with new strategies for you or they can come up with new creatives for you so you can sort of approach uh, new segments right so I think that way and then you have your you have your you have your um, audience and then once the site launches you keep pushing for more and more ads um, maybe more newsletters that kind of stuff so you at least get expo get some exposure uh, I think that's the best way to do it and it most of the times it won't even work <laughs> because e-commerce e-commerce you know you know like e-commerce is just Amazon and eBay and the rest are pretty much um, either extensions of large corporations or uh, websites that have a very specific market and actually can talk to their market directly otherwise it's not gonna work small e-commerce websites trying to cater to the general market it's never gonna work that is why everybody fucking fails yep I think that's it so that's yeah like I've seen people do that just just doesn't fucking work you know so yeah uh, I think I'll talk about one more thing like uh, I, I, don't, I don't even need to think about disrupting I don't even need to talk about how people thinking that they'll disrupt the market is stupid uh, the, and the other one where I said they'll just hire people on a commission to do sales for them it's also stupid they need to hire someone um, they don't need people don't need employees yet until the the income of through the website you know 
justifies having an employee. Y yeah. So that's all stupid. That's yeah. People, if people say that, just tell them, just don't do that. And that's it. I don't know. Um, one, another thing that I want to talk about is a lot of people think that they'll scale instantly. It won't. It will fucking not. It will not. Unless you have like $100,000 marketing campaign money or whatever. It won't. Okay? So um, what they need to do is just stop investing in things that will that sound good when the company is large. Like if you're a multi-million dollar company, company that moves products you know like with like yearly revenue is like millions of dollars then yeah get your get your employees and you know get your stuff get redo your website so a lot of stuff will be automated and you know get a better workflow yeah but if you're selling like two products a week or one product a week or maybe five not five, maybe two products a month. I've seen websites do that. Or zero, absolutely zero for four months. I've seen that as well. Zero products for four months. And they're like, why is this not working? Why am I not selling? <laughs> well, <laughs> I can tell you why it's not selling. Do you want me to really tell you? Anyways, so, and they're like, and I've seen a lot of people be like, you know what, this is, this website is gonna be huge. Yeah, right, buddy. Yeah. Well, after you become huge, I'll eat my words. Otherwise, almost no one is going to be huge. Come on, no. If you know, if you're not being backed by a company that has money, you're not going to be huge. All of a sudden, okay? So it's not going to scale, which is which I think can be disrespectful to some clients if they take offense on that. They can fuck off because they're fucking assholes. They delusional dumb shits but a lot of people think that and if you tell them no you're not gonna be big if you tell them that like that they won't like it so uh, you gotta tell them you know I do they never listen but I tell them you know in the first few months you're gonna you're gonna have to be hands-on and once this website starts making enough money for you to have to hire someone to do that then you can do it or if you want maintenance just get, just pay for me to do like one hour a week for maintenance and it'll take care of all the, I'll take care of all the development, maintenance stuff. You can focus on the postal, the postage, shipping your product stuff and that's it. You got to be hands on the first few months until it gains enough traction. And they, they're, usually, they're usually okay with that and then it never gains traction. It just becomes obscure. But... Uh, and then that was just your life. Huh? Yeah, so that's um, that's how websites die. That's why websites die. They're delusional. Or they have delusions of grandeur that um, is never actually worked on to, to realize, you know? So there you go. There you go. I think next week I'll talk about some mistakes. And I think that'll be it. Yeah. All right, so I have a few, I have a few, um, what is it, links that I want to share, and we'll we'll talk about that, and I'll be done. All right, cool. So, oh, pause for a jingle.
and we are back. So there are two things from just one website that I wanted to share. It's like I said, it's it's not a lot, but it's still, you know. One thing that I wanted to talk about is okay, this website is called vanschneider.com. So I guess it's written by Tobias Van Schneider. There we go. That's exactly it. <laughs> this guy. He is, um, hi, I'm Tobias, a German designer living in New York. I'm the author of this blog. Nice to meet you. Hi. All right, so this article is, it's, it's, it came out like, what, last week, last month? Um, and it's about the kawaiiization of product design. Now, kawaii is a Japanese word meaning cute. And he thinks, well, this blog um, argues that a lot of the design has now become cute. Now, he has a grid of images about that. Now, a lot of them is either neomorphism and uh, rounded corners. And a lot of them also have very subtle gradients or colorful palettes and that's all fine i don't think that in itself is kawaiization but what he does go into is and some of these examples that he has here like the characters like it has like a cute character there or you know like things feel cute now regular neomorphism or just rounded corners are not necessarily doesn't necessarily mean cute cute but there is a trend that he's noticing of how things are really becoming cute now of course in the really in in like the the images that he has here some of them are really very on the point you can tell that they are trying to go with cute um and i think that is um i think that's good i guess i mean it's better to be cute than offensive you know <laughs> you know you know you don't want to be offensive because nobody's gonna use your website or your app or your designs you know but um i think another thing about this is that it's because probably i think this is a good thing um it's becoming more and more soft I don't I don't want to say bland because it doesn't have to be bland but it's becoming a lot softer and more inclusive for a lot of people and a lot of um, well a lot of different types of people and in order to cater to and in order to be um, approachable for most people or a wider range of people if you have a strong specific approach then it might not work for everyone and not only him because he's probably working at an agency working for working with b2b or whatever but a lot of apps a lot of websites that offer services um they have to be i think you know approachable enough you know so kawaiization he calls it kawaiization um doesn't have to be cute cute but it has to be sort of um with personality but not offensive and i think that approach that trend um sort of feels like kawaiization in this guy's uh, eyes and it's it's great i think that's fine because you know 
it's easy to open websites when my kid is around. I don't have to worry about curse words like me. If you're playing my podcast with your kids around, your kid's going to pick up some stuff. Um, anyways, yeah. So being, you know, yeah, I think I think that's it. I guess that's it. I don't know. I should stop rambling. Let's go to the next one. So this website, because it's, uh, I'm on the same website, Van Schneider, and he actually has what I think is a really, really good um web font typeface free web font typeface um blog post now it's not written by him though but it's by um man ping Wu. but this you know how normally if you go to like a free web free font free typeface whatever type of post you usually get very specific very um uh, display typefaces, very ornamental typefaces, and not like workers, you know, like the sans serifs or the serifs that you would actually use as like body text, you know, in your websites or wherever. And this website, I actually think, is done really well. Uh, these, this list is has been done really well. And the reason I talked about the quization post because I wanted to get into this. And it's not because this is kawaii, but just because it's the same website. And I ended up talking about how things are a lot bland, <laughs> blander. I don't want to say blander, bland, but yeah, approachable. Approachable makes more sense. Yeah, so anyways, um, these are really good uh, fonts and typefaces that I think is really worth checking out because, yeah, it's it's pretty good. So. Um, I am definitely going to be downloading a few and I might even use this because fucking Proxima Nova is so hard to use without uh, an Adobe Typekit subscription because I I don't want to be paying for Adobe anymore. Uh, I can use that through the agency uh, and all the agency's websites, usually they use Proxima Nova, but um, for my own stuff, I just don't want to use Typekit. I just want to use the Proxima Nova files. I do, but sometimes um, I just want something a little different and proprietary. So I don't know. I'll, I'll think about this. But yes, there are some fonts that are really good. So I'm going to check them out. All right. So um, the last part, this part, the resources part, I don't know if it's helpful, but yeah, check out the typefaces. So uh, I will see you in another episode, episode 40. That's a big one, I guess. Uh, and let's let's see what we talk about then. Oh, I almost forgot. Oh, I almost forgot. My friend mentioned this, and he sent me that link. I need to find that link. But you know the Fruit Loops. <laughs> Do you know Fruit Loops? I, I hope you know Fruit Loops. Uh, you know the 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 Kellogg's Fruit Loops Toucan Sam. You know the bird with a big bill, the colorful bill Toucan. Yeah, uh, they Kellogg's redesigns. Uh, redesigned Toucan Sam and it sucks. It fucking sucks. It looks like it looks like an adult. I, I can't say kid because I'm gonna say on acid. So it has to be an adult. An adult on acid who has the mind of a child decided to draw a Picasso-ish Toucan and ended up failing. That's what it looks like. So check out the link. It is 
horrendously bad. So check out that link and um, have a laugh. All right. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's it for this week. I will see you uh, in, a ne in the next episode. All right. Take care. Bye-bye.